There's something, they sprayed something into the house. Please come and help. Please, 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 please come help. And how do you feel? Are you scared? Yeah, I'm still scared. Okay. I didn't to live here. I can't stay here. Okay. How long have you lived here for and been here? Yeah. Since 98. Okay, sure. Welcome to another episode of Boots on the Ground. Given that South Africa has finally moved to lockdown level one and is now slowly adjusting to its new normal, we have decided to adjust Boots on the Ground as well. Instead of just bringing you the latest on what's happening with South Africa's response to COVID-19, we will now give voice to the biggest news stories from Arena Holdings, publishers of the Sowetan, Sunday Times, Times Live, Business Day, and more. Today, we will be dissecting the complex and controversial issue of farm attacks. We will dive into the first-hand account of survivors and interrogate the economic and social impact of these attacks. This podcast series follows Sunday Times' top investigative journalists as they cover real stories that make up SA's national headlines. Today, we follow Sunday Times senior reporter, Graham Hoskins. For Boots on the Ground, behind SA's national headlines, I am Zama Lutuli. Research by AgriSA shows that on average, a farm will be abandoned for up to five years by a farmer who is violently attacked, with dozens of workers and their dependents losing their economic livelihoods. For emerging Bloemfontein farmer Mimi Jacobs, when she hears of a farmer and their family being brutally attacked, tortured or murdered, she has flashbacks to the moment three men burst into her home. When I um, I heard a loud bang on the door, and that was definitely not a bird who uh, struck it. And uh, they broke down the door, and um, when I, I I saw them, you know, coming in, I, I just froze, uh, and I couldn't move. Um, and they attacked me. Um, I felt the cut to to my face. And I thought they hit me, uh, and, and I could feel blood, um, and then they kicked me. Uh, it, it was a it was a very scary moment, knowing that what's going to happen, because you know um, what these uh, people do to farmers and how they disfigure them and kill them and. I, I was really praying that night and night and I was fighting God that, you know, it, it can't be my time. I've got so much that I still have to look for. I've got unfinished business. Jacobs describes the attack to us. Please be advised that the following description is graphic and may be triggering to some listeners. The 
one uh, guy who stared me had uh, the knife to my neck all the time with my hair, uh, my hair long, so he pulled me by my hair, but he told me to look down all the time, so um, I was bleeding profusely because yeah, of the fact that my head was um, face downwards, and he kept on saying to me that I shouldn't look up, if I recognize him, then he has to kill me. At that point, I really didn't recognize him. He sounded familiar, but I couldn't place him. And then when they, when he, uh, when I said uh, they, they demanded money, I said to them, I don't have, I don't keep cash on me for security reasons as well. So I said to him, and when I said that, he punched my head on the counter of uh, the, the, the table in the kitchen. And um, I think I sustained three fractures in my face. Um, uh, my jaw was broken. My, uh, there's uh, um, three other fractures over my eye. Um, when they left, look, they tied me hands and feet bound on the bed took all the keys and left uh, and fortunately I was able to to bite um, my road off uh, at, at, and, and I was bleeding so bad I knew that I needed to get help because if I uh, if I laid there I, I would have surely died. Stabbed multiple times, beaten to a pulp, her jaw broken, face fractured and left for dead. Jakubs chewed through her restraints with a broken jaw and stumbled through neighbors' fields before she found help. So I struggled out, got out, went through the bushes, you know, because and, and, I, and I, was, I walked um, about seven kilometers to my nearest neighbor um, in that condition while I was bleeding and I felt I'm getting weaker by the time uh, and uh, and then when I was there the, there were two girls only the parents weren't home so they didn't open didn't say anything but they called their father and whom in turn called the police and, and, and the, the, uh, the farmers union and I, I left the house and I struggled back um, through the felt again. It was cold, wet. I fell several times and I, I think I've hurt myself more than anything else doing that as well. But I made it to the, uh, to the road eventually because I could see there were, um, there were cars, um, lights, and there was a red uh, um, light. And, and I knew that must have been help. So I walked towards the, I was very disoriented, and I, but I walked towards the lights, where the lights came from. And um, uh, one of the farmers picked me up in the road because I collapsed when I got to the road. Jakobs tells her story with incredible strength. It is only when she begins to recount the help her community provided that she begins to tear up. 
Seven months since the attack in February and following multiple week-long hospital admissions, Yakubs, like hundreds of established and emerging farmers who have survived violent attacks, is battling to get back onto her feet and keep her farm productive. She is, however, grateful to be alive and moved by the support supplied by her farming community. But I must tell you, um, that night I, I didn't feel alone. Um, the farming community here has, has been amazing. I, it, it, it was such a great moment knowing who they I wasn't alone at that point in time. They came, there were over 70 farms in the area. And they all queued at the ambulance just to give me a hug or take my hand to the stomach and I'm not going to be alone. And I'm thankful that I'm, that I'm alive. In these situations, the strength, protection and support given by farming communities is vital and heavily relied upon. Anso Ru also relied heavily on the support of her community. The night she and her family were attacked on their chicken farm, Ru has recounted her story for us and provided us with the voice notes she sent to her farming community group during the attack. Again, we remind listeners that this content is graphic and we advise extreme caution. My girls came in saying there were two men outside their window and as we got up the first window broke, they were throwing massive rocks through the windows and then the next moment all of the windows were broken at once and they threw it and as things calmed down we could hear them trying to break open the doors. Um, they were busy with a crowbar on the wooden door in the kitchen and the other door here, we assume they tried to break, and break it open by hand. The lock came, they broke the lock off completely. Um, while, we, while, while they were throwing the rocks, I could manage to get a message out on our security group. Please, it's urgent. They're all over. I can't see how many people. It seems like there's three, four, maybe more, because they're breaking windows on all sides of the house. Please come and help. I really don't know what to do. And did they get anything? Did they manage to steal anything? They or? did not steal anything. Mm. They wanted to get into the house. Um, the attack was about 10 minutes, uh, which really it felt like forever. It mm. just, uh, um. Help me, I'm at L31! Help me, this is L31! There are people all over! They're breaking the windows from all sides! Can I help, please? So, is this the first first time on on the farm here that you've been attacked? We or? had two weeks before that. We had somebody who bro broke our window from the car and just triggered the alarm. Uh, left everything valuable in the car. Um, the cars got smashed and grabbed. They um, ripped out the window. They broke it and they ripped it out mm. just to trigger the alarm. Before I mean, t in terms of like what you were thinking and what went through your your mind. I mean, what's well, well, while we were busy, um, while this happened, we, we started coughing and um, while the, the windows were breaking, got all the kids into the, the um, hallway, the passage, and uh, I was there with my kids, uh, trying to just figure out what to do, uh, thinking that the, the, the passage is the safest place because they cannot 
get to us via the windows from the passage. And we started coughing, and I thought that either they've lit the house, uh, they've, they've lit the curtains on fire, or they sprayed something into the house. So I rushed my children to the bathroom, dipped towels into the water, and um, covered their faces. And then as we realized that we're trying to get into the house, I, I hid the children above a cupboard where they couldn't find the children, so that if they can get in, at least the children would be safe. But I could only get three of them onto the cupboard. I've got six children. There's something, they sprayed something into the house. Please come and help. Please, 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 please come help. And um, everyone was coughing. Every week we had this haze in, in the house. We could see the haze, but later on found out that they sprayed pepper spray into the house. Mm-hmm. And within minutes we had people here and we think that is what scared them off because by the time they were here nobody was around the house anymore. And how long have you lived here on the farm? Well, two and a half years. Okay. And, yeah. and what, what, do you, what is farmed here? Is it we, I do a little bit of chickens, it's yeah. just a hobby, it's yeah. not, not no major farming. Okay, so it's, it's very small scale. Yeah. 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 And I mean your, your kids now, I mean how, how are they now? Well, since, it, since we've been back, we were out uh, for three days. We, were, we lived um, somewhere else for three days until we had everything secured here. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've been sleeping in my room because uh, we, do, we don't... Um, we can't just leave them mm-hmm. to stay on their own if something happens again. And um, mm-hmm. I want them close. And mm-hmm. they are do, they're a little bit afraid of being alone, mm-hmm. uh, sleeping in their own rooms. Uh, so. Mm-hmm. And what, what do you think the motive was for the, for the attack? Yeah. Well, um, everybody that was here after it said the only thing is they tried to get into the house. They, mm. they, everything else outside wasn't touched. Mm. They weren't trying to get something to steal, they wanted to get into the house. While farm attacks in South Africa have often been labelled as a racial and political issue, It is a problem that has plagued all South African farms and farm workers. Farm worker Obed Nguenya also briefly describes how he and his wife were attacked. Yeah, they they come on top of the roof and they cut the roof and they come in. When they come, they start to beat me. When they start to beat me, my wife was running away. They come back, they say, no. I'm gonna give you money. My wife, they take a money, they give them. They say no. They need more. They, give, they take more, they give them. Okay. Mm. And they take uh, my uniform and uh, cell phone and uh, take it for my wife. Yeah. And 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 what? So they beat you, but you said they also burnt you. Yes, they burnt me. In yeah. Okay. On yes. your on your buttocks. Yes. Okay. With a fire. What fire. was it a bur- was it a fire from was it a, a stick that was burning for the fire fleet to cook yes, your food? Yes. 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 And and how long were they here for? How long they? How long did the robbery take place? Here. Yeah. Uh, maybe forty-five minutes.
Nguenya was badly beaten with a bottle and adds that there have been other armed attacks on the farms nearby his home. He says he no longer feels safe farming in the area and would like to move. And how do you feel? Are you scared? Yeah, I'm still scared. Okay. I didn't live here. I can't stay here. Okay. How long have you lived here for and been here? Yeah. Since 1998. Okay, yes. sure. Economists, food security experts and rural community researchers warns that South Africa faces a dire job and food supply security risk because of the criminal onslaught against the country's 300,000 emerging farmers and 40,000 established commercial farmers. Farmers who buy up the land, according to the research, are unlikely to employ the original owner's workers as they have trust in their own workers. According to Stats SA data released in March, over 757,628 people are employed in the agricultural sector. This is down from 769,594 in 2007. Gors Odendal, who oversees safety in Ruville and Alawal North farming community in the Free State and Eastern Cape, said the areas are in the line of fire from criminals. He also added that having to implement extensive safety measures places a huge financial and psychological burden on farmers and their productions. The circumstances, their farming uh, ability deteriorates uh, quite a lot. And okay. The expenses is, 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 is out of the roof mm. because suddenly they, 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 they get connected to security companies and uh, install security gates and fences around their houses and uh, it, it surely limits the, 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 the movement ability of farmers mm. because if, if you if you if you're not feeling safe you you think twice and you plan better to to get things done while uh, there is safety uh, surrounding it. one thing is clear South Africa's farming community feels it is under fire they do not feel safe. Yaku de Villiers, WVS Agri Board Chairman, said farming livestock in Free State, especially along the border, was a death wish for farmers. He explains how his community has shrunk and what the community attributes the violence to. In 1991, when, when I got here, we were 36 farmers. Today, we are nine, there's nine farmers left on in, in the district. From 91 till now, 36 to 9. And, 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 and why is that? Why has it gone from, from 36 down to 9? The, profit, the profitability of the farmers is not there. The, the uh, miscreation of uh, the fat cat um, uh, image of, of the farmers is, is, is not the truth, you know? So, so uh, when when you when you when you, you you are not born with hatred in your heart. Somewhere down the line, you get convinced that you should hate somebody. And if you are poor, who do you hate? You hate the rich. And and that is the image 
the farmers or the media or whoever created that image of uh, of of uh, welfare, which is not the truth. And I'm not surprised that uh, people wants to um, revenge on on that image and say, wow, if if I can't get there. Why don't I just get this book out of the out of the way? Mm. I can't see anything else. But the main thing is still, and I, I never, I, I didn't answer you on what is the effect because that's what you are looking at. Um, the effect is uh, that the 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 the, the squatter camps is just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. That's that's the effect. De Villiers explains that a combination of economic hardships and high-risk living conditions has resulted in a lot of farmers abandoning their profession, leading to an unemployment spillover effect in the surrounding farming communities. Dr. Vuya Mathati, president of the African Farms Association, which held an anti-crime strategy meeting for emerging farmers this week, said that crime in rural South Africa is a nightmare. So, so are, are emerging far, uh, farmers starting to take the law into their own hand just because of the, the level of, of crime being meted out against them? Absolutely, and they feel that nobody's there for them. In a sense, it's, it's changing good people to actually protect what they believe is theirs. But it's a behavior we are discouraging as a FASA. And we are bringing the security forces more and more. And, and the level of violence that's, that's being meted out against emerging farmers, are the attacks becoming more and more violent? And how many times in a week are you receiving reports of emerging farmers being attacked? On a daily basis. She added that rural areas are being decimated, lives are lost, and incomes destroyed. She said that farm workers especially bore the brunt of the criminal onslaughts and that workers have no safety net if farmers leave their land. Finally, she stressed that police did not have the capacity to deal with farm crimes and that for the most part, farmers feel victimized and alone. Agricultural activity contributes 3% to the country's national GDP. And as it stands, the farmers and farm workers driving the economic activity are being made to fight for their lives or flee for their livelihoods. For Boots on the Ground, Behind Essay's National Headlines, a production of Multimedia Lives and Arena Holdings, I am Zama Lutuli. You are listening to Boots on the Ground, behind SA's national lockdown. Boots on the Ground is a short podcast series documenting South Africa's national lockdown as a result of the outbreak of COVID-19. Boots on the Ground is a true piece of mobile journalism. All interviews, voices, and sound effects have been gathered using nothing but smartphones. Boots on the Ground is a production of Multimedia Live, a division of Arena Holdings. Narration done by Samar Lutuli. Audio gathered by Graham Hoskin and Alex Patrick. Sound design and editing by 
Paige Muller. Production by Multimedia Head Scott Peter Smith. To catch the next episode of Boots on the Ground for free, please subscribe to the podcast on iono.fm, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.